Okay, so for folks on Instagram, I've been muted on Facebook the whole time. Thank you, Ann, for, uh, and Jim, for, for letting me know. I was uh, so excited to get started. I, I forgot to uh, forgot to disconnect certain things and turn things on. So uh, uh, it's good to good to have you. Uh, and so, Ann and Dave, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that message and reminder. Um, so as I was saying, and if you read my lips on Facebook or, or Twitter or, or anywhere else that, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about about these times that we live in are just so uncertain and so I, I think can be just so so kind of paralyzing. That's the word I was searching for there. You know, we 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 look at today, at least here where I'm at, and it's been kind of a gloomy day. Now I've been busy all day uh, on the phone with folks, talking to people, and and you know, it. You know, I had a list of folks I wanted to reach out to, and didn't get to them all today, and and. And that's okay. I understand that that happens from time to time, and 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 I hope to finish that tomorrow. But but one of the things that you know, when I was talking about the last couple of weeks about pain and suffering, and, and how you know we asked the question, why God, why does this have to happen to us? I I think it is also a question of why do we have to live in uncertainty? And the truth is, I don't think we have to. I think we end up in, in uncertainty because of the the desire to to know what is going to happen in the future what is going to happen right now because so many things have happened in the past that that were unexpected or didn't go as planned and 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 so we just want to have something we know we just want to have that that thing that we can say and hold on to and say i know this is true i know this will happen and it and it it excites us. It, it fills us with passion, and so so when when things like like uncertainty happens, like it is going on right now, we're we're, we're at a loss. We we for some of us we don't have control anymore. For others of us, we we are exhausted at the waiting game, and you know we. We need to have a sense of, of certainty in our lives. Uh, Char, good to see you. I hope your mom is doing well. Uh, Want to just uh, just let you know. I've been praying for your mom today, and uh, um, just uh, tried to reach out to her earlier today, but I, I I think she must have been away or something. But that's okay. Just just send her my love and know we're praying for her this week and and throughout her journey this year. But but as I was saying, you know, I think uncertainty um and i talked about it many weeks ago as we were entering covid and, and it's still there now it's still there now I, I saw a post from someone i'm connected to who who has a who connected to some friends of theirs and um and i don't know the the level of connection but but the the wife passed away of that of that connection due to covid and and that's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking to hear to to then shift from from a world of where in that family's case mom was there and dad was there and now mom is gone and as a child I, I, you just what do you do next right How, what do you go to your mom's gone or even for those families i, I saw some re news reports of a family that that lost both parents over the weekend and and that's that's heartbreaking. Now, the children were older, but that really doesn't change the story, does it? 
and lose both parents within a short period of time, it, it really hurts because, because your certainty of what you knew is gone. And, and, you know, today, as we look forward to Christmas, a lot of folks in our, in our communities are going to be living in a great time of uncertainty because a lot have lost their jobs. A, a lot of folks have not found their jobs again. And, and, and so they're on extremely shaky ground. And, and imagine if there's a family with children who, who now has to ask themselves, how will we provide for our children? And the pride that they have is, I, mean, I don't want to ask for help. And so they, they accept uncertainty. They don't want to, but they do. Um, Peter's letter, one of the things that he, uh, he, he writes in here, in the second chapter, um, talking about God's word and how it lives forever, but he writes this in the fourth verse. He says, Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. Talking about Jesus and Christ being alive. He says, you know, go to Jesus because it is Jesus who is alive. You know, he may have been rejected by humanity. He might have been rejected even by you yourself. But know that God has chosen him to be, to be not only his son, but to be the lamb, the gift for you. He goes on in verse 5 and he says, And like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, you know, when we seek certainty in our lives, and, and I know a lot of us desire to know the future, and, and I know a lot of us would say, I, Pastor, I, it's okay, I don't need to know exactly what's going to happen. Some of us will want to, but but we at least want to know some things, right? We looking ahead is is scary because you look ahead and you see nothing. You can vision some things to happen, but but it's not there that which you see or what you hope for, and, and so you you ask yourself, how can this happen? Um, and and so it it it. it it's tough, right? It, 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 last week, uh, w one of our dogs got sick, and he's fine. He's fine, but you know, we didn't know why he was sick, and 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 I thought to myself at one point while he wasn't feeling well, I said, you know, what, what's it going to be like when when that day does come in the future, when he leaves us and he goes home to a heavenly home? What's that going to be like? And, and and I don't know why it popped into my head. But but it does, right? Those things happen to us and 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 so we begin to to wonder. But but sometimes that wonder turns into a panic. I know not a lot of you panic, I get it, but but it does kind of panic deep down inside you. Because you want to know everything is gonna be okay. You want to know it's all gonna work out fine. And, and, and I think this is the difference between a worldly desire and a, and a desire centered on God, centered on, on Jesus. Uh, because if you, look at, if you look at your own personal relationship with Jesus, if you have one, maybe you don't have one, 
And I get it if you're not there right now in life. Uh, I want to encourage you to find one. I want to encourage you to get one because, because here's why. And this is what he's saying in, in this uh, fourth verse. He says, Jesus is strong enough. Jesus is firm enough. Jesus is Jesus is that living stone, a rock that can withstand the wind, that can withstand the rain, that can hold up a building, hold up a structure, foundation for your life. And if that's Jesus, why would you not desire to, to center your life on that stone? Think about that for a minute. If your life is fully centered on Christ, then all your worries and uncertainties you give to him because there is a certainty that he will hold and lift you up. It, there's a certainty that Jesus will, will grasp hold of you and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to you. I'm, I'm going I'm to hold tight to you because, he says, I am your rock. Passage in Psalms. He's our rock, our foundation. This is the living stone Peter points to. And, and it's hard to trust that stone. It, it's really hard because, because we want our own foundation to be our foundation. Does it make sense? We want to be the one who controls our destiny. In fact, when we're growing up, we're told, you control your destiny. And there's some truth in that because God gives us free will to make our choices. Yet, when we make those choices, are they built are they built on a foundation of Christ or are they built on a foundation of the world, of temporal things, of things that are just going to last a little while? Or are they going to stand on something that lasts for eternity? There's a, there's a thing to wrestle with, friends, tonight. Because I think part of you know what I journeyed through the last couple of weeks with you about suffering and, and the question of why God does these things happen and what do we do with them, it comes back to our foundation. And, and, and do you want to live on the bubble or do you want to be in the game? And in being in the game means being with and holding on to Christ. Um, you know, a little side note as I think about that. Uh, on the bubble, I don't know if you realize where that, that phrase comes from in life. Um, but, but on the bubble is, is actually... A racing term. Did you know that? Uh, did you know that being on the bubble uh, is is a term that was coined? I think it was in 1970 or 71. Uh, a race car driver, rookie race car driver, uh, was racing. I think it was the Indianapolis 500, if I remember right, and could have the race wrong. But but I know it was a race car driver, and I know it was IndyCar series, and everyone had high hopes for him. But for whatever reason. Uh, he had a poor performance, and he was right on the edge. And someone said, well, "He's right on the bubble," and that that phrase stuck, and it's lasted, and it's grown, and and we use it in all sorts of of, of conversations now. And and it came out of the sense of we see such great potential in him, and yet he just fell short. Now, the good news is that that, that race, and I, again, I'm pretty certain it's the Indianapolis 500, uh, being an Indiana boy, you hear these kind of stories, but, but he did end up making it into, into the Indy 500 and, and run in that year. And, 
It was just enough. And and so for a while, he had to live in uncertainty. Was he going to get a race in the greatest race of all time? Or was he going to have to go home before that race occurred? And and it's I think for us, when we look to the future, it's the same kind of concept of where is your relationship with God? Is it on the bubble or are you all in? And if you're all in, what are you doing with that? Because if we live in a, in a period of uncertainty, especially like where our nation is, our communities are with COVID, with the politics, with, with just you name it, financial worries, job worries, all sorts of things. Are you living in that uncertainty or are you living with Christ? Because if you're on the bubble, friends, you're living in uncertainty. But if you're all in with Jesus, then you're in the game and you're beyond the bubble. Beyond the bubble. Well, friends, as we as we take pause now to to lift up uh, our prayers tonight, I, I want to pray for for our dear brothers and sisters out west in the Portland area. I I saw reports of of, of rioting that took place. Uh, I think it was even last night, and just a lot of anger, a lot of anger out there. But also, I know there's a lot of uh, hate that people are are spewing and doing out there. Uh, people are using things to say, we can go destroy things instead of peacefully march. Um, I, I love the post, I'm sure you've seen it, of, of where Jesse Owens uh, faced immense racism when he uh, was in the Olympics in, in Nazi Germany, but yet uh, he used his power of uh, voice for good in that moment. And uh, um, what a role model for all of us. And and I think all of us can do that. We, we don't need to turn to hate but we need to turn to, to grace and the mercy found in found in Christ and so friends I, I want to encourage you tonight to to pray for our dear brothers and sisters out in the Oregon area I'm going to pray uh, continue to pray for our brothers and sisters uh, down south in Louisiana as they uh, as they face face this uh, recovery effort through the through the hurricanes that keep just drenching that that part of our nation um, I just you know, we all need rain. I know it's supposed to rain here in Northwest Ohio here, uh, here in the next hour, hour and a half. And uh, of course, even uh, even some some noise about maybe tornadoes, at least hail for sure. And so, uh, so be safe out there tonight, friends, as we uh, as we uh, go in prayer. But um, but I want to offer up some prayers to that. I, I saw Char was on here. Uh, for those that you know her and her mom Lucille, just keep Lucille in your prayers. Uh, she's had a long long year. And uh, I know that uh, she can cherish uh, cherish your thoughts and prayers tonight as well. And so, friends, I, I want to invite you to uh, join with me in a time of prayer. The Lord be with you. Loving, gracious Father, tonight here, Lord, on the on the front porch, I, I give thanks to you for for your presence. I give thanks to you, Lord, for the joy, for the grace you give to us. I know, Lord, that for for all of us in the, in the noise of life, we can live in a, in a, in a sense of uncertainty, a, a sense of fear. God, it can be so, so overwhelming. But Lord, I ask tonight that in all the anger that we see in the world, of all the distrust, of all the name spewing from one person to another, Lord, I just hope and pray 
that we all turn into you. Turn into your grace and your love and your mercy. That our eyes are no longer fixated on the world, but that we shift our heads, our focus, our hearts into you tonight. I hope, Lord, that, that for all of us in, in, in days of turmoil, and Lord, I know there are many facing that tonight. I know there, there are even some, Lord, who are going through great life transitions. Some, Lord, are, are facing a, a transition of life because, because their marriages are falling apart. Their children are ill or if some are moving out. The families, Lord, in this nation that are broken tonight. There are some, Lord, in our nation tonight, in our communities who are, who are grieving because they have lost someone they cherish and love. There are some, Lord, who are so isolated and alone. They turn to the world and say, feed me. But in truth, they need to turn to you and say, comfort me, Lord. Lord, it is a joy to be with you every day. We all sometimes, Lord, find ourselves so tired. And let us be encouraged tonight, Lord, to rest into your arms. We all age at different paces. And that brings uncertainty too. The Lord bless each of us now. Comfort us and hold us tight and remind us of your amazing love. All of this, Lord, I give thanks to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 And so, friends, as, as we close tonight on the front porch, as we go forth into the evening, I, I want to encourage you to to know that if you're living in a time of uncertainty, to know it's going to be okay. To know that your Father in Heaven, the Creator of the universe, the one who looked into your spirit and said, You are my beloved. That's all the certainty you need, friends. It's all the certainty you need. But know this, and know this very clearly, that you do not walk alone in this world, that the Lord of the heavens, the creator of the universe, has sent into your circle angels. You see them as neighbors, friends, family members, and occasionally a stranger. But at the end of the day, we are all one big family, brothers and sisters, trying to walk in this life together. Let us all walk with him. Let us walk on that road, broken, yet filled.
filled with his amazing grace and love. And so friends, as you go into the night, may God bless and keep each and every one of you. And may you see his face shine in the world around you. Friends, I look forward to joining you again tomorrow night right here on the front porch. There is some certainty, that is for sure, that we'll be together again and that he, our Savior, will join us. Good night, my friends, from the front porch. I look forward to joining you again right here at 6 o'clock tomorrow. But until then, God bless, stay safe, and look for Christ all around you.